This is Wealth Radio, 10 years now on KLBJ. Here's author, wealth manager, and CEO of Reed Financial, Chris Herline. Well, good morning, everybody. Chris Herline here, CEO of Reed Financial and host of Wealth Radio right here on News Radio KLBJ. You can join me right now, 512-836-0590. Submit those texts and or questions live. I've got a great show lined up for you. I want to just lead off with the idea that I'm dropping new content every single week. Uh, but in, in between our Wealth Radio broadcast here on KLBJ, here's how you can jump on it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Reap Financial. That's R-E-A-P Financial, where I drop new content there so that you can stay on top of the latest and the greatest. Got a great show lined up for you today. I want to talk about how to avoid the stealthiest of stealth taxes. If you've listened to my program for the last decade, you know there are stealth taxes in retirement, and we got to ensure that you avoid these things, but you can only avoid them by being educated. Also today, I want to talk about three backdoor Roth IRA strategies to consider before we go into 2024. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. You can join me today, 512-836-0590, but let's get into this. Okay, the estimated tax payment requirement and the penalty for failing to meet it are among the stealth taxes that I talk about. These are the things that a lot of retirees um, get hit with and they don't even see it coming. And the thing is, is that a few years back, Congress tightened the requirements for estimated taxes. Uh, they, the IRS put more resources into identifying and penalizing taxpayers who don't meet these requirements. So the result is, and this is according to annual data released by the IRS, is that estimated tax penalties, get this, estimated tax penalties increased 42% from 2012 through 2017. Okay, that's a huge jump, right? And then get this, they rose another 24% from 2017 to 2022. There's a number of reasons for that. Boomers are retiring, a lot of them. And a lot of people walk into retirement not real informed. You know, they, people think taxes get more are, are more simple, I guess. They get easier when you retire. Let me tell you something. If you're doing things correctly, they generally don't get simpler because the W-2 paycheck, it goes away. But now you got to figure out how to live on this income in retirement. What, what, what income, what part of your portfolio is taxable? Um, are you doing Roth conversions? Uh, are you selling off equities throughout the year and not withholding for taxes? Are you making estimated tax payments? You see, when you're working, you, you got a paycheck. Listen, you, you don't really think about it because they're taking the taxes out of your check. And hopefully by the end of the year, you don't have a big tax bomb. But the other thing is, is that, you know, families take Social Security in retirement. A lot of, a lot of you don't withhold. You still got to make estimated payments. If you have to um, sell off company stock or appreciated stock to raise cash uh, for your retirement expenses, all these things create taxes and many of which you need to be making estimations. And if you don't do these things correctly, you get hit with stealth taxes. We got people tuning in right now. I'm talking about how to avoid the stealthiest of stealth taxes. So I just told you how much that has increased, those IRS stats. But see, the thing is, is retirees are among the most likely to get hit with the estimated tax penalties. Most retirees, as I mentioned, 
You've been used to having your, your, your income taxes withheld from your paychecks during your working years. And, you know, when you retire, the paycheck stops, as I mentioned. Okay, so making estimated tax payments typically needs to be done throughout the year. You, you should be making estimations if you're not withholding on things around four times a year. Now, another thing, another layer to this is calculating the correct payment amount. Well, that can be difficult for a lot of you because when your income fluctuates during the year and from year to year, you know, how much do you estimate? And this is why you need to be working closely with a CPA and a fiduciary advisors. Our clients at Reap Financial, they work not just once a year or biannually, but when needs arise, financial decisions, estimations on your Roth conversions, estimations on your taxes, we work closely with our clients' CPAs. Um, we, we do this as not only a service, but to ensure that our families are going to bed at night knowing that their financial world is being optimized. And let's get, let's get right down to it. A lot of families that we work with, they don't want to be thinking about this stuff. That's why they lean on us and our team of fiduciaries at Reap Financial to help them avoid these pitfalls. The thing that's staggering to me is that more retirees are likely to be hit with underpayment penalties this year, this year and next year. And the reason is, is it's because interest rates have increased so much since 2021. Like, you don't even think about this stuff. We like the idea that interest rates have gone up on our bank CDs, our money markets, our savings, our checking. That's all good and well, but they've been so darn low for the last, well, you know, go back to 2021, that the past decade, that we don't really think about accrued interest, okay? But financial accounts at this point in time, these, these accounts that once were paying insignificant amounts are now earning very meaningful interest, okay? So that, that means that many investors that have money in money markets and CDs and, 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 and all sorts of things, these are accounts a lot of times you're like, I'm not really even using that money. But you got to understand that in today's rate environment, you're going to be paying tax on money you're not even using because interest rates have, have gone up so much on some of these boring accounts, or we, we, at least, you know, we think about them as boring. But many investors, you're moving money both out of low interest rates accounts. A lot of people are moving into more risky investments. Um, they're moving into um, uh, equities. You know, there's just a number of things. If you're holding these type of things in a brokerage account, well, understand there, you, you likely have dividends from your investments, and some of those will be qualified. Some of those will be ordinary. But all that to say, many people today are averaging four to maybe five and a half percent interest on accounts that once weren't yielding that kind of deal. And so keep in mind, that is income. And so if you just go all year and you don't make estimated tax payments on accounts that you really haven't thought about over the years, this is one way stealth taxes can hit you. Now, there's other retirees this year that you've sold stocks, maybe other investments, recognizing substantial capital gains that have compounded over the years. Okay, so when income taxes aren't withheld, when you make those, those sales, you raise that capital. You need to understand that taxpayers, you, you need to be positioned to make estimated tax payments throughout the year. Okay, four estimated tax payments are what are due when you've got 
income that is not being withheld. Okay, for taxes, that is. And the payment due dates, if you're just, you know, trying to think through walking into 2024, the payments are due April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th. Okay, so April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th. Okay, so notice when I'm talking through this that while four payments are due, they aren't quarterly payments. Okay, this is really important. That's one reason that people can miss a deadline or two during the year. The tax due for the year is supposed to be spread out evenly over four payments. That's the way the government likes it. That's the way Uncle Sam wants to see it. So you can't avoid penalties by making a large lump sum estimated tax payment near the end of the year unless the income was earned evenly during the year. And, and I'm telling you, it doesn't typically work like that. Now, when we think about Texas, God bless Texas, you know, we don't have state income taxes, but a lot of you may have houses out of Texas, or maybe you have a homestead out of Texas. It's worth me saying that state states that have the income taxes have similar requirements as well. So be mindful of those of you that may be subject to state income taxes. When these estimated tax payments aren't made by the deadline payments, or at least by the minimum required, they impose penalties and the penalty is interest compounded daily for the government. And the thing is, is that you, you don't think about this really as a tax because it's a penalty, but it's kind of a stealth tax. It's, it's above and beyond what a lot of people think of when they're thinking about their, um, you know, their, their annual fed or their annual taxes, their federal taxes. Um, so thing is, is that, I know a lot of retirees out there, you position your portfolio to receive investment income from your taxable accounts, and that's interest, dividends, capital gains, mutual fund distributions. Um, a lot of times your mutual funds, you know, whatever the fund manager is doing in there, you're not necessarily seeing that, but that can create taxable events there. So when you have these type of investments that, that produce, you know, interest, dividend, capital gains, mutual funds, uh, in most cases, there's no automatic tax withheld on these payments. So you, you retirees, you receive a traditional IRA or a 401k distribution or maybe uh, uh, an annuity statement that shows, you know, annuity pension payments. Um, you know, when you take distributions from those type of accounts, you have the option to withhold for taxes. There's no withholding on these automatically unless you require it when you take the distribution. And a lot of times we recommend families, particularly those that are taking out, let's say a monthly distribution. You got, you got, you want 8,000 bucks a month for your portfolio for part of your uh, retirement budget. So maybe you're taking out 10,000 a month, 2,000 is going to the government, 8,000 is going to you net so that you can satisfy these tax deadlines and these estimations. But the other thing is that the taxes must be prepaid. Okay, you got to you got to do this with either withholding or through these estimated tax payments. If you owe more than a thousand dollars in federal taxes each year, which most of you do, so how do you pay your taxes estimated? How do you do that in, in an estimated way? Um, it's simple. You're, you can have your CPA draw up some payment coupons, and you know you can send those in evenly through the year, or you can always go to uh, the irs.gov website. You can, you can make payments 
through some of their portals. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. You just always want to make sure that you are indicating the correct tax year. A lot of times families have, have gotten in trouble by at, uh, reporting the wrong tax year, and then you got to go in and track it down, and they got to redesignate it to that. So all that said, there's still a lot to cover today. I, I'm talking to those of you that just are, are tuning in about ways to avoid the stealthiest of stealth taxes. And also, I wanted to get in today to three backdoor Roth IRA strategies to consider before 2024. I want you to go ahead and join us for one of our upcoming webinars. Go to reapwebinar.com, R-E-A-P webinar, where I'm going to talk about a lot of year-end strategies and more. That's reapwebinar.com to join me. And uh, tell you what, I want to go, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a text question on the other side of the break. Let's take a quick news break. We'll be right back. This is Wealth Radio, 10 years now on KLBJ. Here's author, wealth manager, and CEO of Reap Financial, Chris Herline. All right, we're back. I'm Chris Herline here, CEO of Reap Financial, host of Wealth Radio every uh, Saturday here at 11 a.m., I wanted to uh, get into a few things today, uh, one of which is just showing families how they can avoid the stealthiest of stealth taxes. We were talking about that in our first segment. We're going to continue on that today. And I'm also going to get into three backdoor Roth IRA strategies I want you to consider before 2024. So we talked about how stealth taxes can get you, right? You're... you're um, you're, you're taking money out of your IRAs, your 401ks, and if you're not withholding, well, you got to uh, you got to make estimated payments. If you don't, you're going to get a tax bill at the end of the year plus penalties. Um, you know, there's there's other things that you got to consider. You've got money in uh, brokerage accounts. You got money in um, well, you know, let's call it money market CDs that are generating uh, income there. Uh, much higher income than uh, we've seen in past years because interest rates have gone up. If, you, if you're not withholding or making estimations on those, that can also create a problem. But but what about other types of incomes? Um, you think about income taxes. That's not the only kind of taxes you got to prepay. Any other taxes reported on your Form 1040 are included in this prepay requirement, such as penalties on IRA distributions, such as payroll taxes. If you, let's say, have a household employee for your kids or for, uh, let's say, uh, you got in-home care for a parent, those payroll taxes on household employees, they must be included. And those of you with higher income, 3.8% uh, net investment income taxes are among many of the others. So, you know, Chris, people ask me, Chris, they go, you know, what's the easiest way to manage this? Well, I'll tell you right now, for most of our families at Reap Financial, we're helping you manage this. This is why when you're taking distributions on your accounts through the years, we're wanting to ensure that we're part of that conversation. We want to work with your CPA to ensure that anything investment-wise taking place, the CPA is in on the nose so we can adjust your estimations. But here's a really straightforward way estimate, okay? The straightforward way to calculate your estimated payments is simply just to project your tax bill for the year, divide that amount into installments, okay? The main goal through all of this is to avoid penalties by paying at least the minimum amount. You should also try to avoid having either a large payment due 
or a refund due when filing your income tax. A lot of people go, well, Chris, I get this big tax refund at the end of the year. You know, I like that because I, you know, I can count on it for this or that. And I'm telling you, like, why are you overpaying your estimations? Why are you getting a huge tax refund at the end of the year when the, the government's working with your money all throughout the year when you could be working with it? Or it could be breaking a sweat for you. So, I mean, there's two thoughts. There's the things, it's people that, that, that overpay grossly and the people that underpay. And we want to try to find that middle ground. It's like, don't overpay. Do some planning with your advisor. Do some calculations with your uh, CPA. And, and there's two easy ways to pay. You can go online through the irs.gov website. They'll have a payment page there or, you know, they'll, they'll link you to a payment page where you can make your estimations. And another way is you can also, um, you know, have your CPA put together some some payment coupons for you. Okay, some things that you can do steadily throughout the end of the year. But, you know, there's also this factor that income isn't earned steadily for everybody through the year. And your estimated tax payments, they could fluctuate. And so there's other methods um, that you may want to take advantage of when you talk about this this estimation. Um, there's the annualization method, and that's one that's a little bit more complex, but something to, to put on your radar to talk to your uh, your CPA about and that type of thing. Now, there's another thing I want you to be considering is that when taxes are withheld from the, the payments to you, the IRS assumes that taxes were withheld evenly or equally throughout the year. Okay, they just assume this even if they aren't. Now, employees, you know, if you're working right now, you, you're avoiding this penalty more than likely because your employer is, they're withholding taxes out of your check all throughout the year, right? It's, it's pretty straightforward. And this is, again, why retirees are the ones that generally fall into getting, you know, get, getting hit the hardest with these stealth taxes. Um, you know, because, again, you're retiring. It's up to you to decide where you want to pull money out of, you know, what account's going to be taxed, what's not. Um, you know, your, your CDs, your dividends, your, your money markets, that's all generating income. Maybe you got rental income, social security income, you got required minimum distributions that all counts as income. You, you can see why I tell people that taxes generally get more complicated in retirement than when you're working. But as a retiree, keep in mind that you can have taxes withheld from your annuity payments, your pension payments, even your IRA distributions. You know, for many of our clients, Let's say that they need eight thousand bucks a year. Uh, excuse me, a year, a month. Let's say even better, eight thousand bucks a month to uh, to live, maintain their standard of living. We get that coordinated for them, withdrawing from the right accounts in the right order, and maybe we're withholding two thousand bucks a month for taxes. So we're we're gross ten on the distribution, netting eight to their account, and that way they're making equal estimations through the years. Okay, that's a that's a powerful way to do it. And if during the year you realize that the estimated tax payment for the year is low, you can request some of the payors or, you know, the custodian that's sending your your distribution to withhold even more. You know, that way you're not hit with a large surprise at the end of the year. You can have the payments withheld throughout the year 
like I said, or late in the year when you realize that the estimated tax payments have been too low, you can request a larger amount of withholding from the payments received to kind of make up for the rest of the year. Now, I want to hit on this before we go any further, too, because you got these things called required distributions, right? And some people may want to wait till near year end to do this. And, and I understand why you do that. It's because you generally will have a better sense of, of what your income is on the year. Um, but I, uh, RMDs are something that for most of our clients, we're withholding for taxes on that deal. And, you know, before you decide how to execute this, consult with your CPA, consult with, you know, a, 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 a fiduciary advisor that's working with your CPA. But the thing is, is that these estimated payments can be handled very easily, okay? They're on a form that your CPA can provide you called Form 1040ES. In my opinion, it's even better to use the electronic option. The easiest way to make payments currently is on the IRS website, irs.gov forward slash direct pay. Now, I also want to mention on these RMDs because, you know, we're thinking about these requirements on these distributions from your IRAs and 401ks. And if you give charitably throughout the year, you may consider the qualified charitable distribution strategy. You can go back on my podcast. I talked about this in the last couple of weeks right here on KLBJ. But there's an idea that you can do what's called qualified charitable distribution. This allows you to put uh, you know, take take advantage of, of helping causes you believe in while reducing your overall taxable income. Give you an example: if you had a required distribution of thirty thousand, and you took it, that is all going to show up on your Schedule A as you're uh, satisfying your required distribution. But if you wanted to give fifteen thousand of it, let's say to a charity, and you take the other fifteen thousand, now you're only reporting. 15,000, which is half of what your RMD was. The problem is a lot of people, they'll take their um, required distribution and then they give charitably. So be tax wise when you with your charitable gifts, those of you over 70 and a half. Now, another thing to consider is that the self taxes that I mentioned about are, are all about your income and withholding and everything. But there's also a stealth tax that I've talked about for years now, and it's IRMA surcharges. It's the fact that you could potentially pay a lot more for your Medicare premiums than your neighbor because you got a nice income, because you're pulling a nice amount as distribution from your IRAs and 401ks. There's literally six tiers when it comes to the IRMA surcharges, and it can start low and, and end up pretty high to where we have families that are paying a few hundred dollars more per month per person than maybe their brother or sister because they haven't planned accordingly. And I'm telling you, one of the analysis that we run for families at our office, we'll run it for you when you want to take advantage of sitting down with my fiduciary advisor team, is I can give you a snapshot of exactly what you're going to pay in Medicare over your retirement. Not just based on what your premiums are now, but as your required minimum distributions kick in, as your income increases, your, your, your tax brackets likely increase, meaning your Medicare premiums may increase. And there's some times where we're showing families that if they don't take proactive steps to get control of their tax bracket, they could be paying hundreds of thousands of dollars more. I just said it, hundreds of thousands of dollars more in Medicare premiums than they need to by doing some proactive planning. And that's why so many of our KLBJ and KXAN listeners like you, as they're approaching retirement or they've recently walked into retirement, take advantage of setting up a time to meet with myself or our team of advisors. All you need to do is go to our homepage, that's reap 
reapfinancial.com. At the top right-hand side, get in touch. Click the get in touch button. You'll have a calendar right there with our availability. You can set up a consultative call. And in 60 minutes, we can show you how much you're going to pay in Medicare premiums. In 60 minutes, we can show you if you're a candidate to take Social Security early. In 60 minutes, we can show you how much you're going to pay in Medicare premiums, how much you should convert to Roth IRAs if you don't have any money in the Roth game yet. What's the best way to pull money out of these accounts? What order should you be pulling from? How much should your withdrawal rate be in the beginning and middle and end stages of retirement? These are all the things that successful retirees have counted on us for at Reap Financial for over 15 years here in Austin, Texas. We've been educating families like you for over 10 years here on KLBJ, and it's not by accident. We want to help you make these decisions, keep more of your wealth for yourself and in the in the bloodline. We want you to legally disinherit Uncle Sam, and there's not a better time to do that than walking into retirement, because if you do this correctly, you can have more control of your taxes in retirement than any time in your life, and that's a true statement. Um, Diana called in with a text question, what is the minimum time frame to suspend Social Security at full retirement? Uh, age, but before I can turn it on again with no penalties and an increased benefit. It's a great question. I'm going to get to that on the other side of the break, Diana. You can text your questions right now, 512-836-0590. We'll look forward to getting to those on the other side of the break. I'll be right back. Chris covers taxes and ways to structure your wealth so that you get to keep more in retirement in his latest wealth report, Tax Strategies for Retirement. We'll deliver it straight to your inbox. Visit WealthRadio.com right now to get your copy. That's WealthRadio.com. This is Wealth Radio, 10 years now on KLBJ. Here's author, wealth manager, and CEO of Reap Financial, Chris Herline. Welcome back. Chris Herline here, CEO of Reap Financial. Hard to believe we're already in our third segment here. Uh, I got a lot lined up for us here, but I'm going to take some text questions as well. But uh, let's let's talk through this, okay? There are some significant backdoor Roth IRA strategies that you may want to consider before 2024 here. And I want to dive into those because, you know, we've heard us talk about Roth conversion for years here on KLBJ. But when it comes to this, it's really time to decide how much you want to put in your Roth IRA accounts in 2024. And you could choose from one or more of three backdoor Roth IRA strategies. Okay, so the IRS recently announced that in 2024, the new contribution limit for one of these backdoor strategies, these backdoor Roth IRA strategies, is going to be $46,000. You're like, wait a second. That sounds like a lot of money to be getting in a Roth. Well, I'm going to show you today how I'm arriving at that number. Okay. So after the 2020 election, there was a lot of talk out there about shutting down my favorite strategy in the Roth book. It's called the backdoor Roth IRA. There's a lot of talk about ending it, but the proposal died in Congress and they haven't been revived because of their unpopularity. Now, the backdoor strategies are safe for you to exploit for at least another year and and potentially much longer. But backdoor strategies that I'm talking about, they're needed 
for many of you because of restrictions on Roth IRA contributions. There's several. Let's get into them. The first restriction is that taxpayers with adjusted gross income above certain levels, you aren't allowed to contribute anymore directly to a Roth IRA. You make too much income, they say. But in 2024, the Roth IRA contribution is phased out for married couples filing jointly when your adjusted gross income is between $218,000 and $230,000. For those of you single out there, it's phased out when your adjusted gross income is between $138,000 and $146,000. So you taxpayers who, you know, let's say your income exceeds the phase-out levels, you're not allowed to make direct Roth IRA contributions. So this is why so many of you over the years, you may have gone, well, I, I can't get in the Roth game. I, I, liked, I like what Chris and the REAP team talk about, but I can't get into the Roth game. And, and you're, you're not correct in, in that statement. Where I'm going is, is that taxpayers, you, that want to contribute to Roth IRAs but have too much income, can use the original backdoor Roth IRA conversion strategy. Let me walk you through it here. Step one is to contribute to a traditional IRA. Now, if you're over these income limits, it probably won't be deductible because taxpayers and higher incomes who are covered by, let's say, your employer retirement plan, you can't take deductions on contributions to traditional IRAs because of your income. But here's the kicker. You can make non-deductible contributions. Okay, so that's step one. Step two is to wait for a while after you've made the contribution. Just get the money in there, get it seasoning, and then you can convert the traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Now, when the traditional IRA contribution wasn't deductible, there's no tax when the contribution is converted to the Roth IRA. Why? Because it's already after-tax money. Now, any accumulated investment income and gains that are part of that conversion, that must be included in your gross income. Now, after those two steps that I just mentioned, a taxpayer, you, who thought they weren't eligible to contribute to a Roth, has successfully gotten money from an IRA to a Roth IRA. Now, the IRS hasn't issued any rule or guidance on the backdoor IRA. But the reason I recommend waiting a while after the contribution to the traditional IRA is before doing the conversion, I want you to just think about this. If, if, if actions are taken at some time and the IRS decides that they don't like the transaction, you know, the IRS could argue that the two transactions should have been combined and maybe considered an illegal Roth IRA contribution in disguise. But because the IRS really hasn't issued any guidance, there's no safe harbor waiting period. But by getting the money in the IRA, letting it season for a bit, I, I believe the longer you wait, the safer you are. But again, there is no rule to this. Convert, or uh, I should say, before converting, consult with your CPA or fiduciary advisor on this. Now, the conversion that I'm talking about, this should be done directly by the IRA custodian without you taking possession of the balance. Okay? And remember, you don't have to sell the investment to convert. The same investments, the same cash in that IRA, <clears throat> excuse me, that can be converted. But if you take possession, you must complete the rollover within 60 days. Okay, so you take the money, you're starting to get into some timelines here. So if you were to take possession, 
Be sure that rollover is done within 60 days. Also, this is another one. You're only allowed one 60-day rollover every 12 months. So that limit could, could be a problem if you plan to do this every year and you want to do a 60-day conversion for whatever reason. In my opinion, it's safer to have the custodians make the transfer directly. IRA to Roth. Now, the benefit of this backdoor Roth IRA strategy is it's, it's going to be limited when you already have one or more traditional IRAs with pre-tax money. Okay, so there's some of you out there that, that don't have any money in IRA and you're wanting to do, take advantage of the pre-tax and that, that, that backdoor conversion. But here's the thing. A lot of you already have money in IRAs. You can still take advantage of the backdoor, but keep in mind that the IRS, they regulate that they don't let you segregate non-deductible contributions and say you only are converting that money instead. What they do is there's a pro rata rule where they're going to look at the aggregate balance of everything. And so when you convert, you likely will have some taxes due because there is this pro rata ratio they use. So again, convert uh, convert only after talking to a CPA, an accountant that understands. Okay. Now there's another restriction that makes people look at the backdoor Roth IRA strategies. It, and it, that's the annual limit on IRA contributions. So even when your income is below the phase-out range, the maximum IRA contribution for those of you is seventy. Uh, sorry, seven thousand dollars in twenty-four. So it's gone up. It's nice. And then it's it's a thousand-dollar catch-up contribution for those of you over fifty. So if you're over fifty listening, the amount you can put in an IRA uh, or Roth IRA if you're under the limit is eight thousand dollars with the catch-up. Okay. So the second backdoor Roth IRA strategy lets you dramatically increase the money that you can get into this Roth game. So I've just talked to you about the first one, but there's something called the mega Roth IRA or what I call in this scenario, a mega backdoor Roth IRA strategy. Now, this is a really cool one and I haven't talked about it too much. So, so take some notes here if you're interested in this strategy. To use this, you must be employed or you can be self-employed and you must be participating in a 401k plan that allows what's called after-tax contributions. So not every plan allows this, but a lot more than you would think and a lot more have added this as part of their benefits package. So a lot of people, they max out their their 401ks and that's they, they think that's it. That's all they can do. When we think about 2024, the pre-tax contribution limit is $23,000 for 2024. Now, if you're over 50, the catch-up is going to be $7,500. So that means $30,000 can go into your 401k in 2024. So many people, as I said, they don't know it, but the tax code allows additional after-tax salary deferrals that exceed the pre-tax salary deferral limit that I'm talking about of 30000 The additional deferral is included in your gross income and it's taxed each year. But once it's in the account, the income and the gains on it compound tax deferred. So this is making a contribution, after-tax contribution, through salary deferrals above and beyond your regular pre-tax 401k contribution. So when we talk about these after-tax 
uh, deferrals, the maximum total contribution to a 401k is $69,000 in 2024. Not $30,000, $69,000 plus an additional $7,500 catch-up contribution for those of you over 50. So that, that maximum, I just want to be clear, that includes your pre-tax employee contributions, employer contributions, and your after-tax employee contributions. Okay, so this is a strategy to get a lot more into the employer plan, but this is where it gets really interesting. Under this mega backdoor Roth IRA strategy I'm talking about, someone 50 or older, you can make an after-tax salary deferral up to that 46500 $46, and that's in 2024. That's after maximizing pre-tax deferrals, assuming there are no employer contributions. Now, to maximize the benefits of the strategy, the 401k plan should allow, you, you want to verify this with the custodian and HR, to maximize the benefits of the strategy, you want to verify they, they allow what's called in-service distributions. In-service distributions without having to show a financial hardship. Now, a lot of plans offer this, but I want you to verify this before you go down this road. An in-service distribution, what this is, it's one that's made while the employee still works for the employee or for the employer. Generally, a 401k distribution is allowed without a penalty only after a worker retires or maybe moves to another employer or, or dies or becomes disabled. These are those hardship factors. But the tax code allows in-service distributions, okay? They allow this for older workers, and many plans allow in-service distributions for active employees after even the age of 55. So when your 401k plan has those two key provisions, you have after-tax salary deferrals made in your account. After the after-tax deferrals are accumulated, you can direct the plan administrator to make an in-service distribution by rolling over the after-tax contribution into a Roth IRA. You can have the rollover done directly between the plan administrator and the Roth IRA custodian. So you see now where I'm coming from, this mega backdoor Roth IRA. This is huge. And this is money that normally you would probably be putting in a brokerage account and investing alongside everything else but that money will be taxed when you sell it at capital gains rates if it's in a brokerage account. You didn't get a tax deduction when you put it in a brokerage account, just like you wouldn't get a tax deduction by putting in in an after-tax deferral. So the idea of being able to invest this money, get it into a Roth IRA and have it forever be tax-free, tax-free to your heirs and RMD-free, man, that's starting to sound really attractive. Now, most 401k plans, they limit the number of annual in-service distributions. So keep the strategy simple by doing maybe just one in-service rollover distribution, no more than once per year. This plan can still be executed even if your plan doesn't allow in-service distributions. The difference is, is that the after-tax contributions can be rolled over into a Roth IRA after you're terminated from service. So even if you can't do it on an annual basis, you could still be taking advantage of the strategy and have a big bucket of money that upon retiring, you could roll into the Roth IRA. 
So maybe delayed gratification. Now, there will likely be some tax implications on the growth and everything else that is, is accumulating during those years. So again, you'll want to consult with the CPA. But what I'm trying to do here, walking into 2024, is broaden the horizons, broaden the way you think about the way you can save and get into the Roth game. We've got some text questions coming in. I want to get to those on the other side of the break. 512-836-0590. Text me your questions now, and we'll be right back with you. This is Wealth Radio, 10 years now on KLBJ. Here's author, wealth manager, and CEO of Reed Financial, Chris Herline. Welcome back. Chris Herline here, CEO of Reap Financial, host of Wealth Radio every Saturday, 11 a.m. here, where we take your questions via call, via text live. Got a lot to cover in our last segment here, but before we do that, I want to go to the text lines here. We got a uh, text in from Andy. Andy says, my wife retired at age 63. Me at 64, 80% of our expenses are covered by pulling from tax-deferred accounts. So that's like IRAs and 401ks for our listeners. Does it make sense for one of us to start our Social Security? Um, Andy, it's a great question. And I'm going to tell you right now that the answer is maybe. What's so interesting is that at Reap Financial, we found that Nearly 50%, last year it was 48% of our clients that had $2 million or more of net worth fell into a category where they need to take Social Security early. Not because they, they necessarily needed it, because it made sense when you coordinated it with all of their other retirement accounts and all of their other brokerage accounts. And you know the thing about it is when you retire early, like you and your wife did, Andy. And when I say early, 63, 64, that's still pretty early in today's world uh, where a lot of families are working well into their 70s. So you got to think about it. If you've got a nice budget and you know, you're know you you're pulling out twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a month, whatever it is, if you're not taking Social Security, which let's just say it's $2,500 per person, so $5,000 could be supplemented from Social. I'm just putting that number out there. Well, that's, that's $60,000 a year that you're leaving in the government's bank and you're taking it out of yours or your investments. And when you're early in retirement, chipping down heavy on the assets early in retirement, you're losing your compounding effect. There's also a whole nother aspect of where you need to look at your tax bracket. Are you in a very low tax bracket? Could you be in a low tax bracket from this year, 63, 64 years old, Till age 70 because of the investment mix that you have? Could you potentially take your social security early and be in a low tax bracket? Meaning even though you took it early, even though you are taking a smaller amount that you would at uh, full retirement or 70, are you netting more of it? Because what happens is a lot of people, they wait till 70 and then their required distribution kicks in and they jump a tax bracket or two. And now you're given a lot more of the maximized check back to the government. So here's the bottom line. There is not a one size fits all, Andy. And unfortunately, I, I can't give you the answer to that. What I would tell you is that potentially it makes sense to have one of you turn it on. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And you could do a uh, voluntary suspension strategy. I talked about that in an earlier segment today where you can turn the benefit off later and start recouping a bit. But what I would encourage you to do is take advantage 
of a social security and retirement analysis with my team of fiduciary advisors. In 60 minutes, we can show you, this is one of my favorite things we do, we can show you if you're a candidate to take social security early or if you need to wait till 69, 67, 64. We can nail it for you based on your investment mix. And because you're already retired, we can get to the the, the end result of that real quick. And uh, there's a lot of you right now that, that may be having that same question. Should we take it now? Should we defer? Take advantage of a social security analysis at no cost. This is generally a $300 value. You can do this on our website where we where we charge for it. What I wanna do is I wanna offer this to our top five callers today. What I want you to do is email me right now, chris at wealthradio.com. Chris at wealthradio.com. In the subject line, put social security analysis. And for our first five listeners today that email me that, we're going to process a social security analysis for you at no cost. My team will be in touch come this week with a couple details on what we need. You can get us that. We'll run this for you at no cost. It's a powerful analysis. It'll show you the optimal ways to take it for you and your spouse. But to take it further, we would need to do a full analysis to be able to show you uh, if you're a candidate to take it early or not. This analysis that I'm talking about will show you the best way to wring every nickel out of your benefits based on today's social security claiming strategies. Get your hands on it. Email me right now, chris at wealthradio.com. Look forward to getting you that customized analysis. Now, we've been talking about uh, several things today, one of which was how to take advantage of the backdoor Roth IRA strategy before 2024. And the thing that one of the first ones was just doing a backdoor Roth IRA for yourself. The second was doing a backdoor mega Roth IRA conversion. That has to deal with your employer plan. And then this last piece is for those of you out there that maybe have, um, maybe you've got some family that you'd like to help. You know, the third backdoor Roth IRA strategy is to set up a tax-free account for your children or grandchildren. It's a a really good addition to a well-thought-out estate plan. Maybe you can't set up a, a Roth IRA for yourself because you're not working anymore, but you might be able to for a grandchild or maybe your child. Let me give you an example. Suppose that you have a grandchild in high school or college who works during the summer, maybe just part-time or you know, sometime during the school year. The grandchild, as long as they have earned income, is eligible to contribute to a Roth IRA. Now, of course, few people that are at that age are going to be able to take a relatively small amount of money they make and max out a retirement fund. But anyone can make contributions to someone's IRA, whether it's a traditional IRA or Roth IRA. The total contributions to the IRA for that individual, they can't exceed the annual limit. And the owner of the IRA must have had earned income at least equal to the contribution we're talking about here. But the thing is, is that if you're gifting money to to family or grandchildren, what a great gift to allow you to give to them in a way that that money grows tax-free forever. And believe it or not, it can be even accessed after 59 and a half for things outside of school and college expenses, obviously. So there's another great way to get in the Roth game, not only for yourself, but for family and those that you love. You know, every week 
We're joining you here on Wealth Radio for over a decade now here on KLBJ. Thanks for making us part of your weekend. As always, you can download our latest report at reapfinancial.com on our webpage, a 10 Tips Retirement Guide. Get your hands on it. Until we talk to you next week, all the best to you and your family this holiday season. Is converting to a Roth IRA right for you? The pros and cons are outlined in Chris's report titled Roth IRAs. Get your complimentary copy of this report by visiting WealthRadio.com right now. That's WealthRadio.com. Find out why. Call now, 512-249-7300.